Oh, honey, I'm sorry about your cactus spooners. Spooners. Now, I don't care what they said. You are not demented. You're a picture of mental health. They were talking about you. I mean, try explaining afterlife therapy to what's junior high kids. Hey, some people go through life never questioning the norm. But you and I, we're doing something extraordinary with our lives. No, we aren't doing anything. You're the one who's been packing up my stuff and moving me around the country. You sound like your mother. Look what you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we scare because we care. I'm Kaylee. I'm Ryan. Like being born, only backwards. That's right. I knew you were going to pick that. We watched Casper, the 1995 classic. Uh, I, I forgot so much of this movie. So we have a ton of stuff to talk about. This movie is really, really messed up. Really, really messed it's up. It's really messed up. I mean, dead kid. We'll get into it. Um, yeah, I'm bringing this movie not just because it's spooky season, but because we're right around where I would have watched this. I have very vivid memories of watching this movie on repeat at my cousin's house up in Michigan. Um, up in Michigan. Up in Michigan. So it's heavily tied with um, my cousins. They're two boys. Um, and they are like extreme, <laughs> extreme <laughs> like boys. I, I had no idea what boys were like until I visited my cousins. <laughs> so like this movie has interstitials of one cousin punching the other, um, or giving wedgies or whatever it was. Just general roughhousing. I mean, I have general two, roughhousing, general yeah. roughhousing. Yep. That's commander in chief. Um, that is the leader of young boys, the I, army of young boys. Yeah, I have two sisters. Um, and I haven't always, but I have two sisters. And there was no roughhousing going on in our house. It was jarring. Hmm. Visiting my cousins um, and then watching this terrifying film and having to be cool with it <laughs> because you didn't want to be a baby around these two um, very rowdy boys. They don't like babies. They don't like babies. Young boys. No. Um, and they don't like girls. These are the facts. I don't know. Um, I don't remember not liking girls. Yeah, but I also can't picture you ever giving someone a wedgie or, um, I don't know, punching anybody. Yeah, I mean, all those things happened, I'm sure. I don't recall um, specifically giving a person a wedgie, but... I. I must have. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not like, maybe not bullying, but like picking on a friend, just mm-hmm. coming up and messing with them, pranking your friends. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, that's that's the boy world. I don't... I, yeah, I'm I sure I hit Gene with the wedgie just to fuck with him. <laughs> I mean, we picked on each other nonstop, I think. Yeah. Um, it was just weird tapping into the boy world and on top of that, watching very scary movies. I watched a lot... Any horror movies that I saw as a kid were at my cousin's house. This um, kind of explains a whole lot about why you don't really take to horror films. No, I mean... It, I don't think your settings were ever that comfortable no. for them. And it's deeply tied into this, oh, are you scared? 
that mentality. Yeah, it's okay to be scared. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of the fucking point. That's yeah, well, why I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are other merits to horror. Uh, I'm rarely scared, uh, startled Ooh. for sure, but um, I'm more like bugged out. You know what I mean? Like I have lasting, yeah. I just saw Barbarian and I have lasting um, impressions from that. And uh, some of that, there was some resonance of that here. Uh, it was just like, oh, that's makes that's uneasy. the problem here. Is it's not necessarily scary. It's all in CG. Um, well, Poor not CG. All. What, what year is this? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. This is the first film to feature a main character as a CG character. Really? Yeah. Huh. I have all the fun facts about this. Um, I think one of the things that I do, if I'm like genuinely freaked out by something, I like to try and find facts about it so I know like the background or like how this happened. Yeah, I mean the Carfax. Yeah, I need the Carfax. The Carfax Fox for life. Buying a car is terrifying. (laughs) Carfax Fox for life. (laughs) Get the Carfax. Okay, so it's really difficult to find a back of the box because there are, I think, two sequels to this movie in eight ton of video games. So I a have a back of, of the box. What? Yeah, video there games. are an insane number of weird what? video games. <laughs> um, it's a 1995. So of course. Um, so I do have a little back of the box here. Um, it is brief. I would think it'd be a DVD, of course. It's not going to be. It is, yeah. This is not going to be a VHS thing. Yeah. Okay, so Casper, seeing is believing in this live-action adventure about Casper the Friendly Ghost, a kind but lonely young ghost who just wants a friend and his ghostly uncles who want all the fleshies, in quotations, out of their mansion. Boom, bam. Ryan. Those were his uncles? Yeah, those were his uncles. Why did I not get that? No relationship is explained. Huh. No idea how they got here, how they died. Uh, yeah, I would no love... No backstory. They... They give us a little bit of how Casper goes, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we don't get anything about those guys, though. No. Um, Ryan, what's your summary for this movie? I am unprepared for this, I, I will have to admit. Um, this one's hard to describe for me because I think that the main premise here is um, dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. So... Um, I guess if I'm pitching this to someone, I say, hey, you want to make a movie that challenges people's disbelief potential? Because nothing works here, really, truly. If you just, it's almost like just because they made it, I'm compelled to watch it and accept it as a film, even though why are you doing this? They should not be making this. It's not something I could sell because I think it's a terrible idea. Right. Are you talking about like suspense of disbelief? Exactly. Okay. Like if you can, if you want to make a movie or watch a movie that forces you to ignore so many things, because mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure what the appeal is to tell this story. The appeal is Devin Sawa showing up at the end of the movie. Is that who that was? Of, yeah. For all of like- From Final f- Destination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no I'm, way. Let me pull Casper, up the cast list. So wait a minute. So this is in the yes. Final Destination universe. Uh, technically speaking, it could be. Maybe that's whoa. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Okay. So maybe Devin Sawa from Final Destination um, is actually Casper who yes. gets in the machine, gets yes. a second chance at life yes. in the '90s, yes. and then bam. Yes. Um, 
final destination. And it would explain why he's so terrified of death. Christina Ricci is sick of feeling like an outcast. I know she seems cool to these kids at the end of the movie for whatever reason, but no, that doesn't really last because she's friends with a ghost. Yeah. Um, so she's compelled to make him a real person because he's the only person that she's, you know, Who got. understands her. Right. So she creates Jojo Siwadu. Not Jojo Siwadu. De- Devin Sawa. Devin Sawadu. Sawa. Devin Sawa, who has said that he'd be down for a sequel. To um, this. Yeah. At there, this age. Yeah. I know. I'm not <laughs> sure how any of that works. Um, yeah. Um, why? I don't what know. What the fuck? I don't know. I mean, what is, it, what is he doing? What is it? He didn't even voice the character. He no. was in it for two seconds. No. Okay. So Malachi Pearson voices the character. Right. He is a build character on Full House. I thought you were going to say he was a Build-A-Bear. Um, no. Okay. No. Because that would have been so lovable. impressive to me. Um, but I no. didn't think they had voices. I thought you just had little noise boxes in their bellies. <laughs> so he's like a, an actor, actor. Um, and then he gets cast as the voice in this, does not get cast as the live action, um, alive Casper. Because let's be fair here, he is not um, cute. Devin, so I think he's adorable. No, he looks the so guy lovable. that does the voice. Um, as a kid, he is super adorable. No, dog. They yeah. cast him as like bullies and shit in other movies. Oh yeah, because he's got that I look. Think he's a bully on Full House. He's in that movie with Hulk Hogan where he plays like a nanny. Have you mentioned Full House twice already? Are you got Full House on the brain? I do. We've been watching it. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what have mercy here, Kaylee. You need to really <laughs> hold back on your full house. I will not. References. Um, I will not. Um, yeah, we've been watching it. You don't think it, you would? <laughs> not the puppet. Um, I keep waiting for him to show up and he hasn't yet. So um, I'm hanging on because he does do that before this film. Okay. Yeah. And we're not there yet in our on, viewing what? of Full House. Oh, oh, that okay. The voice actor. I forgot we were talking about him on Full House. Okay, so. yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't even see. I didn't notice that it was him. But we're jumping way ahead here. We are not that we need um, to talk about every beat of this movie, but uh, you know, because it's not like the main character has any beats in his heart. So cold. <laughs> This whole thing is cold. It is. Get ready, audience. It is. I'm about to be harsh as fuck because this thing has got me in a mood. It gets stony for no reason. We're just dead Um, kids right on the screen all the whole fucking time. (laughs) We just watched Open Windows, which I don't recommend. uh, And that was painful as hell. Uh, I thought looking at a screen like that with several screens on it at Mm -hmm. once was painful. But seeing a dead child on the screen for an entire film. If we just kind of get enough of Elijah Wood from our Deep Impact episode. So we had to watch Open Windows. So somebody, um, everybody, email us your thoughts on like why Casper works. What what why would this even exist? Okay, so can we talk about this for just a, like let's go ahead and get it out of the way so uh, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Um Casper in the comics is a ghost kid. He comes from ghost parents. 
He is not a dead child. He just has always been a ghost. So it's like, what was the movie we just watched um, where they're in Made in Heaven? And she's a a child of like angels or something or dead people or something. But yeah, that's effectively the same thing, which led me to believe that this was going to be, he wasn't a real kid that died. He's a spirit that hasn't been born yet, which is way nicer. That is. That is really nice. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to recognize ghosts and spirits and stuff, mm-hmm. let's not be that morbid about it. I mean, you can do it without killing a child. No. Okay. So Steven Spielberg apparently read all the comics, said, Nerd. Fuck that. <laughs> and kept it dark. He made it even darker. I mean, more people die in this really? movie. I, yeah. I don't know how you make it darker. It's, it's just immediately so... He He's just a ghost kid, and that's okay. Um, But instead, they make him a kid who died of influenza in the 1940s. Okay, all right. We're... (laughs) And he doesn't find that out until later because he can't remember stuff. Yes. We find out that these ghosts can't remember, but let's just... Mad convenient. uh, Let's talk about... How, Where, we how we there? get there? Yeah. It's it's uh they're moving around. Her her dad, Christina Ricci. Oh my god, we we holy shit, we haven't talked about who's in this movie. Uh, everybody, <laughs> if the fucking Roddy. I don't know that Roddy we have time to talk about the story at all because of the, all the cameos, but uh, also the main characters. Well, let's um, just kind of give the premise. Um, there's this woman Kerrigan, played by Kathy Moriarty. Um, she inherits this giant house in a will. It's like a big spooky house she inherits, yeah. Supposedly there is treasure buried in it, so she takes dibs, played by Eric Idle. Um, First surprise. Yes. uh, Very pleasant surprise. Eric Idle's in this. Don't look up the cast. You never know if these guys just like are going to be there for a few minutes or not, and he's in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, fucking Bueller. Uh, Yeah. Bueller, he's in there. I'm not as interested in him anymore. Um... Yeah, Ben Stein, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so they are just after the gold. They don't really care about the house. They go to the house. It's this crazy mansion, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, and it's haunted by ghosts, Casper, and then these three really terrible uncles. Um, which we don't... I, when when do we find out about the uncles? I don't feel like those guys appear really... We find out that they've been scaring people, but we don't see them initially. Yeah, we I mean... We just kind of like see their work. In a way, it's a traditional monster film. They don't show the actual monster until we're into the story. And right. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. We're led to believe that maybe it's Casper doing all these terrible things, Um but then the uncles show up and we see. Well, and by terrible things, it's just scaring people out of the house. They call people to bust the ghost. They literally have a fucking ghostbuster in this. Yeah. Um, in order, they call Don Novello. They call Father Guido Sarducci. Yes. Yes. Which is probably the greatest uh, cameo of the entire film. I don't know that reference. Dude. I'm not sure if it originates on SNL, but he appeared on SNL a lot okay. um, in the late 70s, mid late 70s uh, through the 80s. Um, and he appears on a lot of Prince Paul albums. Um, but he's just fucking hilarious. The guy, Don Novello, yeah. um, the character is just so adorable. <laughs> um, 
and like truly funny. I mean, it's it's a genius character. But um, yeah, for, to have him in this movie was appalling to me. But I guess it's 1995, so this is kind of the tail end of people that appreciate all that, right? Like uh, some of the stuff I'm naming, Prince Paul, I mean, he's a popular producer in the 90s. A lot right. of his sensibilities come from that time period. Um, so of course, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of these references are things that I get. I asked you, I think maybe a couple times, do you even get that? Like, I don't know about? the reference of the preacher, but I know Don Novello because he voices um, the dynamite guy in Atlantis, a Disney movie. And he's basically doing that voice. I don't know if that's Atlantis. his natural voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's he's basically the same character, but he's a they're probably guy. It's probably like uh, Unknown Henson. They're asking him to do that voice from a from that character, but as this oh, other character. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Dana Carvey, church lady. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's Dan Aykroyd, Ghostbusters. He says mm-hmm. no. Pick the worst guy of all the Ghostbusters. I, you know, they Winston, bring Winston into this Bill for Murray me, please. For this movie. Uh, I want Egon, Winston, um, Bill Murray, obviously. Uh, I, I, I don't want the Aykroyd. It's still, it's Steven Spielberg. They yeah. got Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which uh, I'm fine with. I thought it was cool. So it was just three of them, or was there somebody else? No, I, it's just those three. Crypt Keeper, shit, yeah. And I've been holding the secret in for so long. Wait, he was there to get him out? Um, I thought he appeared later. Yeah. Oh, shit. He does appear later, yeah, but that's, the Crypt that's Keeper in one of does the other, make an like, appearance. face-changey ones. But this is literally people trying to get the ghosts out. And this directly conflicts with something that happens later. Um, they start sucking up ghosts with vacuum cleaners later. And I'm like, yeah. hey, no. That's exactly what the Ghostbusters do. More or less, yeah. I mean, th- that's crazy that uh, you know their little handy vac thing worked. Yeah, so Casper sees uh, an ad or uh, I think it's an interview that James Harvey is doing talking about how he's a psychologist for ghosts. Yeah, that... For whatever reason, didn't really click with me that he's manipulating this situation somehow, right? Because well, yeah, he, sees he this- travels through the wires, um, shows through the up wires. through the wires, um, and shows up in a TV in Kerrigan's hotel and shows her the news. Um, and I guess that's how we get James Harvey and his daughter Cat into James the house. James Harvey being a therapist. For ghosts. Dr. Harvey. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Is yeah. he, he goes to haunted houses. So it's a scam. Uh, because yeah. they immediately get to the house. They're hired to bust these ghosts. And uh, they see ghosts and freak the hell out. Yes. But I love this because she is questionable or questioning you know, the authenticity of his work. And then they get there and he's freaked out. So she calls him out on it. Like, no, this is... You're telling me this is real, so why are you... I love that dynamic there. Um, But again, these are layers of things that I like put on top of something that is just hard (laughs) to stomach. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's this weird perversion of uh, of, uh, viewing something. It's hard for me to get over the inherent awfulness (laughs) of, of it. Yeah. And try to enjoy this other stuff. So it's all like soured, you know? It's it's really strange. It is. 
Um, and they try to lighten it up with the uncles. I think Again, they're meant yeah. to be comedic, but they're disgusting. Yeah. They torture Casper. Um, my, um, I don't know, I get spooked really easily in general, but there's something about like emotional damage that really freaks me out. Um, way more than any scary movie ever could. And this movie is not scary, but these uncles are torturing Casper. Yeah. We also don't know that they're actually his uncle. It is kind of, um, it's almost a Cinderella type thing. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, a, I mean, we even have a reference to that later with the, um, you know, Cinderella head till midnight, right? And the wedding dress is like the dress reveal and yeah. there's a ball. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Damn. They this just rewrote Cinderella. Casparella. Oh my goodness. Okay. Casparella. That should have been the um the uh That's my summary. Promotion. That's my yeah, that'll be my summary. <laughs> Casparella. Like yeah. So Cat goes to school. They're going to cancel a Halloween party. Dog goes to playground. <laughs> <laughs> they must. Um Cat goes to school, dog goes to playground. <laughs> um they must have the party at this Spooky haunted mansion because it's a Halloween party. Um, at some point, somebody says the phrase "sweaty belt construction types." That's when they're trying to. So that's Kerrigan. They're trying to find the treasure chest in the yeah. house, and she hires a bunch of um, construction guys, and they get scared by the ghosts. Sweaty belt. Con- I don't know. Sweaty belt construction types. I've just never heard anything like that before, and I'm trying to figure out why somebody would say something that weird. You might, you might get sweat on your belt. I don't uh, know. You definitely do, I guess. Sure. But, uh, construction types. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm overthinking that. Yeah. Clearly. Um. Okay, so the uncles are torturing Casper. Uh, the dad has to get these ghosts out of here because that's his job. But he's going to do it through therapy. Also, he has a dead wife, and he's trying to find her. Yeah, we find out that's ultimately why he's obsessed with ghosts, because he really just wants to find the dead wife. And he just so happens to be a therapist. Dead wife. Dead wife. Um, from American, it's American Gods. American Gods now. Ha-ha. I do like... Uh, we talked a little bit about the vacuum thing and how that's inconsistent, but there's this one little scene where Cat comes around the corner with a dustbuster right. and she's like wielding it like a weapon. Right. It was cute. Yeah, they, I mean, if a ghostbuster can't do it, a dustbuster can't do it. They do really cute things, that's, but I mean, just uh, the, that's how we all live our lives, right? With that understanding that if a dustbuster can't do it, a ghostbuster can do. It. I mean, if a ghost, if a what? ghostbuster can't do it, a dustbuster can't do it. Right. I mean, that is just the principles of life. There, <laughs> the building blocks of of all philosophical understanding. If we don't have this fundamental truth, what do we have? If a ghostbuster can't do it, mm-hmm. then a dustbuster can't do it. <laughs> um, there are. So many inconsistencies. I mean, can ghosts touch things? That is, okay, he is talking to Christina Ricci, which we haven't talked about Christina Ricci at all. Yeah. But, and we're gonna, we're gonna. He's talking to her and he says, and she's asking, can you hurt me? Can I hurt you? And he's saying no. Yeah, they can't touch people, um, but they can throw things at people. I don't. 
it's not explained. I don't understand. And uh, jumping ahead just a little bit, I remember the uncle ghosts killing the dad. <laughs> uncle ghosts. <laughs> uncle ghosts. Um, I remember that they they murder the dad. Really? I don't remember it as an accident. Um, so did you say how old you were when you watched this? Uh, five or six. What? Yeah. Yeah. Bonkers. I wouldn't show this to our child at all. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I mean, like it was free like range ever. at the cousin's house. <laughs> Certainly not now. <laughs> no, because it's haunting. And I mean, our it's child- It's haunting? It's haunting. Ooh. Um, <sighs> our child has been asking a lot of questions about like how babies are made. Because she's four, almost five. It's about that time. Um, and she asks questions about like what happens when you die. This I think fucked this would be me confusing, up. Yeah, yeah, it's very confusing. Well, you were raised in a you know pretty strict, strict. Uh, understanding of afterlife and all that, so this isn't that foreign to you. But uh, I, yeah, I think this is dangerous as hell. Yeah, I mean, ghosts were kind of uh, they're not a part of the Southern Baptist religion. Um, they are and they aren't. I mean, the whole concept of ghosts was just not accepted in my family, right? But then I watched this movie and I'm a deeply empathetic person and it's a dead kid um, who's being tortured. And I'm like, yeah, ghosts are real, man. I totally believe that. But it's because I watched this when I was like five or six years old in a kind of traumatic setting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think at that age, like seeds are planted of possibilities, right? Yes. Um, nothing's confirming that this is not true. For right. Me, right. That it can't be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff. So uh, again, it's it's a hurdle that we keep having to jump to talk about anything. Yeah. Right. And that's why I, th- I find this complicated. Um, well, he he's also it's really sad for him because he just he says at one point. Um, God, I'd kill for a pinky finger. <laughs> so I, f- I just felt terrible for him. You know, he's lonely yeah. and he doesn't have a pinky. Yeah, he's got four <laughs> fingers. Um, so- is that because he is trying to do like the shocker? Oh, gross. Ryan, why? He, he did lure Christina Ricci here, Kaylee. Let's, he did. Let's break this wide the hell open. And then we get this really creepy moment where they're like laying together. I think it's like her first or second night in the house. Um, they're laying in bed together. Oh, she lays down in the bed. year old. He says, uh, before that, he's like yeah. spying on her laying down. He's like, oh, girl in my bed. <laughs> <gasps> So You're a gross, ghost, you weirdo. But he's a 12-year-old boy. He's a ghost. But he's a 12-year-old boy. I mean, in Ew. plus however many ghost years. Bew. Bew. Uh, but he's no. laying next to Kat and he whispers, can mm-hmm. I keep you? Mm-hmm. Fucking weird. I don't care how cute that ghost is. Uh-uh. You're a ghost whispering in my ear while I'm sleeping. Can I keep you? Yes. I am now sprinting out of that That's house. That's haunting. Mm-hmm. It's very haunting. And on top of that, like this ghost boy who is supposed to be 12, the voice, that is like an eight-year-old, right? Yeah. The voice of Casper, very little kid. Mm-hmm. But is that because it's the 1940s when he dies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's because the 1940s. When he I think you should sound like newsies. <laughs> <laughs> like have a, a 
uh, page boy voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, he lures um, a person that at this time in my life uh, is a huge crush for me. Written 95? Yes. Okay. And I hesitate to say this, but this could very well be uh, a sexual awakening uh, type crush. You're 15 and 95. Yeah. 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 You're having your sexual awakening at 15? I was 14. I'm concerned. I was 14. Okay, you're having your sexual awakening at 14? Is that what I mean to say? God, boys are slow. Is that what I mean to say, though? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. It was definitely like a thing that had me curious about girls. Like I clearly had a crush on her. Okay. Um, so yeah. I mean, same. Kind of surprised I didn't see this movie. Is is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Uh, I was like five watching this, and maybe I just knew, like I'm saying now. I was just so put off by it being a dead child. I don't think I could get over that. Right. Um, and it is advertised. Wait as a minute, such. though. Is this before or after um, Adam's Family? Ooh, after? Yeah, I, I thought it was after. If it's after, then yeah, I've already been crushing. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because Adam's Family is either 91 or 93. Yeah, but I'm like her age, too. So this yeah. is, you know, um, yeah. yeah. She would have been around. Love like Christina 15. Ricci. Yeah, yeah. still she's do, but she's not really in, in this movie. Yeah, um, I can't really, remember. really good. What was the last thing you saw her in? This. Yeah, I can't remember. I, the last I, thing I, I don't saw know. Her. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I thought she did a really good job. I mean, she's, she's acting good, with a tennis ball in, you know, um, green screen. She was all over the place at that time, um, for good reason. I mean, yeah, she's a really great actor. Yeah. Um, I guess let's get into the big part of it. We get this moment where Kat finds all of Casper's old stuff. Casper has this reawakening. He discovers who he was again. He finds like his handprint on a wall and he's like, oh, wow, I used to he have five pinky. fingers. He had yeah. A pinky, yeah. Um, and he remembers that his dad was an inventor who made this crazy machine called the Lazarus. That will bring people back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea how this works, but they go down into the basement. Um, they find the machine, and they have just enough juice for one person. They call it some kind of like primor- primordial ooze. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's in like a light bulb. <laughs> okay, but here's my problem. So. The way that they pull this machine out of this giant water tank or whatever it's in um, so that they can get into it is Cat opens a copy of Frankenstein and pushes a button. Pretty cool. If I am making a machine that brings people back to the dead and that person back from the dead and that person that I'm bringing back from the dead is my son, Mm -hmm. I want Frankenstein as far away from my conscious as possible. Possible, <laughs> right? Like, what? Why would also, you be thinking about? Let's that? look at it this way, Kaylee. If it's meant to be like a hidden button, don't put it under a very readable book. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Great point. I'm gonna read that shit. I mean, I'm in a creepy basement. Oh, sure. there's a button in here instead. What does this do? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna press that. Don't button. put important buttons under readable books, guys. And why? Would Another you have principle to? of life. I don't <laughs> know how many times I can say it. Don't 
put hidden buttons under readable books. For real. People. They won't be hidden very long is all I can say. Yeah, just stick it in mother and kites. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a day. Um, she pushes the button. The machine comes up. Juice for one person. But here's the problem. There are now two more dead people. One of them is the person who owns the property, Moriarty, um, playing Kerrigan, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, who has killed herself so that she can go through the walls she and kill find herself. the treasure. Nope. She was trying to kill Eric Idle. She was, that's right. <laughs> and then she ends up dying in the process. Yeah. Uh, which is fitting because ultimately it's her uh, obsessive behavior that is, you know, um, has gotten them there. And she is the one that should go in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By your summation, what is the relationship between Eric Idle and um, Moriarty? Oh, it's very uh, like Dom type stuff, right? Oh. Submissive and Dom. Um, I think they have, you know, kinky sex only bonding. Um, but I mean, he's a doormat for her. Exactly. Okay. She's his dominatrix. Hmm. I don't think they have relations. Um, when I was a kid, I thought they were related. Um, I thought they were like brother and sister and they were trying to find the treasure I think behind together. the scenes he's getting in them jeans. You think so? Yeah. A pencil skirt. I don't think it's serious though. I think she just wants to, it's a boy toy for her. She can use them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I mean like, it's not like he's the muscle on the scene. I mean, he's the muscle in the jeans though. Okay. He might be, who knows? He's clearly strong dong in it, Kaylee. <laughs> Uh, there's no reason for them to be around each other like this. <laughs> and for him, uh, particularly for in this moment we're talking about uh, where she's a ghost and finally gets in this uh, vault or whatever, mm-hmm. he comes back with the juice to help her. Like no. he didn't have to do that. No, he comes back with the juice to not help her. What? Because remember, she's like, Oh, he does. He's I'm like, I'm here and, and now yeah. I'm going to spite you. Yeah. Um, I'm because he says, uh, I'm going to do what you do, which is kick people when they're down, and you couldn't get any further down. You're six feet under. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, she's not six feet under though. She's in a river or yeah. a lake. But I like the I like the line. It's, it's a good. good. Line. It's very good yeah. writing in general. Um, J.J. Abrams did part of the writing. You're he is shitting. An me. Uncredited writer. Yeah. This he is, must have been really, and he was yeah. submitting a lot of uh, scripts and stuff, from what I understand. Yeah. When he was a kid. Or not a kid, but... You know. um, Him and a bunch of other people who went on to write, but that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. Neat. Um, Very good stuff, but then the dad shows up, and this is where I'm like fully traumatized. Like my dad is just my hero, right? Um, especially when I'm a little kid. So you're fine. Um, and let's, let's talk about this for just a second. So my dad was a youth pastor, We've talked about that, um, but my dad played Jesus in a uh, Easter play around this time, and he literally got on a cross and died for the play. Hmm. And it freaked me the fuck out. Like it was very traumatizing for me as a kid. And the whole entire time I'm thinking about this movie and how scary it would be for your dad to just, you know, leave the house a person and come back as a ghost. That's terrifying. In my experience, Mm -hmm. 
It was the reverse. My dad was a ghost that became a person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> that's a really good perspective. <laughs> no, it's just, it was scary. This is like the most terrifying part of the movie. And this is why we had to do it for the podcast. This movie affected me deeply. That makes sense. Um, I thought it was questionable just it being a kid's film. Um, and then the more I thought about it, I'm like, it really is a strange thing. So uh, I think it's going to be at least interesting to talk about. Um, so yeah, here we are. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry that they made this so that you were traumatized by because I don't think they should have made it. Um, I have too much respect wow. for everyone in this movie, practically, mm-hmm. except for Bill Pullman. He can go fuck himself. What? Um, <laughs> 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 what? What? Oh, I'm a ghost. <laughs> it's fun. Who are you? That's Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's not. Bill. They're all the same no, guy. No, they're not. No, this is even Bill Pullman's capable of it. Huh? Well, that that was more Solid Snake, though. That was. Huh? <laughs> Can't make Metal it through gear. one episode without a reference. Uh, yeah, they're like Rodney Dangerfield is in this. Um, Clint why, why does that happen again? Um, because the. Ghosts, the uncle ghosts. They're trying to go, scare them. Yeah, right? they go into the dad's body. Oh, that's right. They get inside. Oh, that was so weird. Yeah. So he oh, turns fuck. into Clint Rodney Dangerfield, um, yep. Mel yep. Gibson, oh, yeah. scariest of all. And then the crypt keeper. And the crypt keeper. Yeah. That's where that happens. Which to me, I think tonally that is more fitting for this. So I wish it had just shifted right over to the fucking hard R. Uh, Crypt keeper type uh, sketch type thing. Hard R? Hard R. We don't use a hard R. We are pirates. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this is the only context I had for the Crypt Keeper um, for yeah. the entirety of my childhood. Was I mean, just this two what the seconds. fuck would you even. I did, they don't even say his name or anything. You have to know who he is yeah, for, my, um, for it to be a joke. And this is for kids. So how the hell do they know who he is? The people I was watching it with knew who that was. Yeah, I knew who it was. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't think this is for young kids. I think this no. is for like 12 and 13 year olds. Which is why it's so strange that the voice of Casper is an eight-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, not literally, but the voice reads as an eight-year-old. I mean, yeah, maybe nine to thirteen is the the range for this. Yeah, definitely not five or six. Um, that's so all I'm sorry, I've tried to say. Parents out there, I'm sorry that we took this long to get to that. Uh, is this appropriate for young children? Hells, no. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's definitely teen, preteen, tween. Um, for the kids between kid and pre the tween times. The tween times. <laughs> um, because they use terms like cute versus nice. Like looking cute, oh, you look really cute, versus looking nice. I mean, it's a coming-of-age film that is also about death. Those are two really fucked-up things to push together. Yeah. Um, they also made a reference to hooked up. Oh, you wanted to talk about this. I do. Okay, so hooking up means having relations. We have an age difference, which is covered on many episodes. If you're new to the show, there's an age difference between us, and uh, sometimes we stumble upon these things that are shifts in terminology. And 
the phrase hooking up mm-hmm. is very different between our 14 years. Yes. Yes. Hooking up for me means getting, getting it, it on. Yeah. Um, hooking up for you means going steady. No, it does not. Like, what does no, it, it mean? No, it does not. What, what when, is it? When we were in high school, hooking up was just like heavy petting. It was just like uh, over the clothes or under the clothes. It wasn't full on sex. Ridiculous. It was like hand stuff, uh, you know, just grinding. It was hooking up. Okay, hold up. You said... <laughs> Kissing, you know, making out and just hand touching each stuff other. stuff and heavy petting and grinding, <laughs> like all together. It's usually not that involved. You don't go like... Down on each other or or have like intercourse. <laughs> We're going into it. Yeah. Um of course I'm going into it. Like you're asking the yeah, question. I think hooking up for me would mean, you know, intercourse in the scientific That's sense. That's what you or, have explained to me in um, other it, conversations. It could mean yeah. other stuff, but it's no, a lot you get more than just mad at me for saying hooking up because you think it means you think I'm saying that uh, it's the deed. Sex, yeah. Yeah. But it's not. No. Not in our world, meaning my friend group at mm-hmm. that uh, period in time. Actually, still, I think all my friends would say hooking up would it would just be like, yeah, we made out. I need you to ask out. them. I need you to ask I all can. of your friends. I, yeah. I'll ask all of mine. Yeah. We'll figure this out. And audience, you're our friends. So please weigh in on this. So we should do a, a poll on Instagram. I um, love this. Hooking up. Is it sex or just... Uh, making out. Yeah. I think making out is the best way to put it because making out does include like grinding um, and it can. and hand stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect poll. It's a coming of age film. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's about this girl growing up and she doesn't have a mom and this is a time when having a mom is very important. And she's got like a military kid life. She's being dragged around. Yeah, nine different cafeterias. The way she put that, oof. Like she has to have, you know, nine different groups to sit with. She should start a cafeteria blog, but it's 1995. Yeah, well, AOL on the rise. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the dad comes in as a ghost Terrifying, and then they decide to use the last bit of juice on the dad. What I'm confused about, yeah. like, just theorize with me for a second. Um, why hasn't Casper used the juice? Is this a two man job, or did he forget that this is a thing? Yeah, he seemed to know exactly how it worked and, you know, what he wanted to do. Um, why does yeah I, this I, it seems like he can't work the levers at first, but then he does for the dad. Yeah, that's so, that's the inconsistency. There's here. too many inconsistencies. I yes. Mean, so when you become a ghost, do you immediately become an asshole? That's what I'm getting from well, this. Well, they're 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 implying that because you forget things. Yeah. That you're just like loopy and drunk off of existence. You know, I'm here. I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, I know how to speak and all that shit, but I don't have any memory. So, what does anything mean? I mean, when the dad comes back, he's a jerk immediately, and not super obnoxious, but he's inconsiderate and just silly. Or is he still drunk somehow? That's kind. Of, I kind of thought that too. He okay. died when he was but he's drunk. A ghost. So, is he going to be drunk for eternity? That'd be cool. So many questions. No. <laughs> 
That's crazy. It really how, wouldn't, actually. I mean, how are you going to finish your business if you are a drunk ghost? Finish your business? Oh, you mean yeah. because the? Oh, yeah. They introduced this idea that there's unfinished business, and that's why ghosts exist. So everybody's got to have some explanation. Now, speaking of that, mm-hmm. Casper provides this service. Is nice enough to uh, reintroduce this man to life um, at the expense of you know becoming a boy himself. Yeah. Um, which they also insinuate is fulfilling. You know his father's wish. So what's his un uh, unfinished business? I thought that was his unfinished business. We really don't know. I mean, when I was a kid, it was this idea that he didn't get to ride on his sled enough because that's how he ends up getting really sick and eventually dying. Is he's out in the cold for way too long, riding <sighs> on the sled, oh. which is just bonkers. To me, you're just bumming me out. Man. I know it's so depressing, um, <sighs> but I I don't know what the actual official unfinished business is. So they trick Kerrigan or whatever her name is, yes, into finishing or recognizing that she's finished her business. That therefore she doesn't stay a ghost or have an opportunity to get turned into a human because she gets taken to hell or heaven. Yeah. Is it possible that he's going to get tricked at some point? Or not tricked, but stumble into his unfinished business and go? I mean, I think that he got his kiss at the end of the movie as a real boy. Um, can I keep you? Isn't that the unfinished business? Is he's a 12-year-old boy who didn't get to live life? Kaylee, and then for a couple of hours, he gets to live. You, you are... Getting into some dangerous territory. If How he so? needs to finish his twelve-year-old boy business, gross. You Ryan, know where we're going. Not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living life. He's about to hit the cast for mattress with that. That's nasty. <laughs> this is not a sales pitch. Um, Please sponsor us, Casper. We will definitely talk about dead ch- children um, sleeping on your beds and in your mat. The mattresses are made of ghosts. We know this. Grossed. <laughs> uh, so we have this party going on for some crazy reason. I don't know where the uncles are. Yeah, let's talk about how that party gets started. Way, way back early on in the film. Yeah. Her first day of school. Yeah. <laughs> some random child. They all find out she lives at the spooky house. Yeah. This kid raises his hand and says, hey. Oh, they, they, oh, the teacher does discuss that they are having problems now finding a place for their dance. Yes. So he's like, hey, why don't we have it at this crazy house? She doesn't say yes or no. It's not her idea. But they, they just vote. all decide it's happening. Okay. And they, the oh, way, yeah, they vote on it too. Okay. The they way decide. that this girl, they were going to have it at the popular girl's house. I don't know what her name is, but we'll the, call her popular girl. Well, I said she looked like um, Hillary Duff. Yeah, let's so definitely not though. She would have been too young. Definitely not Hillary. Definitely not Hillary. There, that's her name. Definitely um, not Hillary. The way that she puts her hand up, and I realize, audience, that you can't see this, but just like look up this one second in the movie if you haven't watched this. <laughs> like she does this flare sticking her hand up to vote for her own house. It's somewhere in between a Heil Hitler and a stop in the name of love. <laughs> it's somewhere right in between there. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> awful, but yeah. That, no. 
Yeah. Um, it's sassy and it's authoritative. Authoritative. <laughs> it's Perfect. weird. Um, yeah. And then there's this weird thing where she's trying to fuck with Kat. So she's going to be a super tall ghost. I don't understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to crash the party by pretending to be a ghost. <laughs> At a haunted house party. Is that what they were doing? Because <laughs> it is the end of the movie practically before I'm paying attention to these people. Right. I have passively somehow just like ignored everything they did. No, because you did make the comment early on. It's like Kat's first day at school and you said, wow, that was high school summed up in five seconds. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah true. trying true. to open the locker, cute boy, bratty girl, owns cute the boy. The faces Christina Ricci goes through yes. in that, you know, like five seconds or so is, yeah, it just, it's everything. High school in five seconds. But I, I acknowledge now, mm-hmm. and even then I kind of, you know, they're breaking into the side of the house, you know, going through the window and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm cognizant of that. But at the same time, I don't care. It's not, it doesn't register as like part of the story in any way. It just seems so random and superfluous to me. So. It's stupid. Now I'm realizing that you're saying they're trying to scare them by being a ghost. Yeah. This is insane. In a house that is haunted. That is like known to be haunted. Yeah. (laughs) I love this. Uh, That's kind of the point. They're, they're stupid. (laughs) Um, So the uncle ghosts scare bratty girl and stupid guy and they go running into the dance hall and then slip and fall or something and then they run out of the house and and that's all we get like it's such a pointless thing but I guess it's a teen film so we need like a bratty girl Mm -hmm. and a stupid guy yeah you've got to have all the all the elements right yeah yeah um, and then Casper shows up in boy form because Kat's mom apparently is an angel and she can turn him into a boy, but only until 10 o'clock. Yeah. Appears and I think says the uncles did actually reach out to her. Is that what she yeah. said? Because the uncles start liking the dad. They do. Yeah. Um, he has this really cool line where he, uh, the dad says, it's your house, you're haunting it, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. So he's not going to try and shoo him out of the house. Yeah. Uh, so that was just crazy to me, though, because she's giving Casper a curfew. Yeah. He's looking for midnight. Because that's what Cinderella had. Yeah. Uh, makes sense to me too. Uh, and she says 10. And I like it. It's kind of cute because she's doing the parent negotiation thing, which is, you know, adorable. She's, yeah. But uh, she sticks to it. She's not even giving on it. He's a fucking dead kid. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bitch. Give him two hours. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm cutting that. <laughs> Kill him too bad there. It's okay. This film has done things um, to both of us. Yeah. I mean, just give him give him two hours. Come on, he's a dead kid. I mean, at the same time, she is bringing this kid back to life so that he can kiss her daughter. Gross. Fucking gross. Gross. Yeah. I mean, this man would be, what, he died in the 1940s, which means he was born oh. in the 1930s. Hold on. How, We're talking about Casper now. Yeah. How old is Casper? This Kasper? is what I'm saying. Stop saying he's 12 years old because he's not. <laughs> This is insanity. This whole thing is insane. Yeah, I'm, how I'm 
Gonna lose my mind. Ghosts. (laughs) Do not contact me, but I really want to know, how do you measure life? Um, Do you measure it as like, oh, well, I live 12 life years and then 50 death years. Like, how do you, how do you measure it? Clearly experience is the only thing that matters. He's stuck in arrested development. His voice may be stuck, but it's like fucking um, Umbrella Academy. Oh, it should doesn't be doesn't matter like what he five. looks like or where when he died. He's got a life experience that exceeds her father. Yeah, he should be a very wise, grumpy old man. Speaking of age differences, here body. we go. How did we not come up? How did we not think of this? Wow. I mean, the, I'm just your Casper, baby. That's disgusting. <laughs> Can Look. I keep you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No. See, doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work in this movie, and it damn well doesn't work in real life. Just like if a Ghostbuster can't bust it, then a Dustbuster is not gonna <laughs> dust it. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Um, until we put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the movie. Uh, that's that's kind of it. Um, so I have questions for you, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. What is your highlight? Did we really? I mean, it it that ends the movie. That's how I mean. It they ends. have that weird kiss. They do kiss, um, and he turns back into a ghost right. during the kiss. That's what I'm saying. I think we're leaving out that he's still a ghost. Yeah. And what's going to happen now? What's his unfinished business? Does she take Casper to college? Like. Yeah. Do they get an apartment together? What's going to happen? No, because he's a 12-year-old boy forever. This She's going so to outgrow weird. him. It does. I think they were probably hoping to be able to make sequels, right? They did indeed. Oh, they made them. I think they made one that was straight to video. Is Richie Christina in it? No, but um, Steve Gutenberg is. The Goots? The Goots is in it. Um, Girl. Yeah, I've flex never- Flex the Goots. I've never glutes, seen it. Because we got to watch the Goots. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I don't I don't know much about it. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm fascinated. And that's kind of it stops here, really. Like I think the any, train wreck does not stop. The here, train apparently. wreck doesn't, but any of the interesting, noteworthy stuff stops here. Really? Yeah. Because all this is nonsense too. It is, but it's like yep. traumatic and and heartbreaking, and there's yep, a story here. You, you basically mash up that uh, stay in a haunted house overnight uh, typical story with Frankenstein, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like we've covered the movie? I suppose. All right. <laughs> Give me your highlight. Highlight. Well, it's hard for me to pick a highlight. I really, I mean, ultimately seeing Eric Idle for an entire film um, helped for me. So that's got to be like my consistent highlight. If I have to pick a moment, um, Sarducci is just magic for me. Father Sarducci. He comes out. Oh, okay. I mean, the setup is great because he's doing his typical thing, but then there's still payoff. He comes out and it's still a joke because he's now gone through the entire experience of the movie Exorcist (laughs) in like two seconds. Yeah. His he's head got, is on backwards. He's got the pu- uh, the pea soup puke on him. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really cool, quick joke. So um, appreciate the the true humor that exists in this um, because it's the only way you can try to even get close to 
distracting someone from the morbidity of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is Scott Ackerman writing for Shark Tale. They had a lot of really good writers, a lot of whom are uncredited. Oh. And their comedy tried its best to save a very sad plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what is your low light? I mean, no doubt the just whole premise of this is awful, so I have to start there. But if I have to pick a moment again... um, there's this crazy ass part. Are they right next to Mount Rushmore? No, that's it felt like he, they looked out a window mm-hmm. or she Christina Ricci is in school and she looks out a window at Mount Rushmore and Casper's on one of the faces. It is a poster it's in a the poster. classroom. Okay, cuz yeah. the shit looked like she was just like right outside of Mount Rushmore. It was a very confusing perspective. Yeah. Um it might be framed so it looks like a window. I don't know. But yeah. I thought the same thing at first, and yeah. then I had to be like, oh, classroom. Yeah, I don't think it was like shot well or you know laid out very well. But yeah. also, uh, on on the same note, why is Casper in the school? Wouldn't that freak the hell out? I mean, it, <laughs> Other people would see him. Could and would. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, also, it's so awkward. I think other kids movies do a really good job of like having the secret friend hide in a backpack right a kid brings a baby kitten <laughs> oh, to school and hides yeah, it in the backpack yeah he would have snuck into the backpack well even then though but we don't really have that moment i think i would have preferred him being in the backpack and then she like opens her bag and then oh oh i have a friend at this new school mm-hmm. her whole entire deal was that she just wants to be somewhere long enough to make a friend yep. she has a friend that friend can go with her to school he's a ghost but you know she has a friend i'm starting to realize he could have jumped into bodies Oh my God. Yeah. That's a great part. Like, that's disturbing. But yeah. Could have gone to school with her. As her. Ew. Yeah. That's gross. Oh, now it's reminded me of that Grimm episode we watched with the um, shape shifting oh, worm it's like person. Two, slug. Yeah. It's yeah. two people in the same body. Yeah. 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 Freaky stuff. Lots of good references here, guys. If you're yeah. talking about Grimm or, you know, whatever, you know, you'll probably like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Wouldn't talk about it otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's us. We know things. <laughs> Kaylee. Yeah. Do you still like this movie? Do you have highlights? <laughs> yes, I have highlights. Okay, so my highlight for the movie is. All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Drug. Well, well, everyone. <laughs> that was the 1990 hit Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. Okay. Rest in peace to Shock G, Aww. one of the greatest of all time. Um, I am bringing this to you now out of sequence of, you know, I normally do things chronologically mm-hmm. because I didn't have a scary video. For Halloween. Okay. 
uh, but I did have one with a guy in costume. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Right? Yeah. Um, on top of that, we had mentioned this video not too long ago, so I wanted to make sure that this entered your world so you had a better understanding of what people were talking about with you, or yes. to you, right? Um, the third thing, it's relevant to this movie. How so? In the dance sequence in the ball that they're having at the dance, mm-hmm. they play a digital underground song from another movie called Same Song. Okay. So it's a digital underground song at a dance. Humpty at a dance. Okay. Humpty dance. <laughs> uh-huh. I have three reasons. Don't judge me. Okay, fair enough. Only DJ Khaled could judge me because also God did. God did. <laughs> I also uh, needed you to see this because this was is one of my favorite things of all time. I oh, remember seeing silly. this as a kid yeah. and um, huge hip hop kid. Uh, this was groundbreaking, and um, you know everybody loved it. It was a silly side of rap. You know, a lot of stuff was really aggressive, and this was like people having fun. Uh, like I said, Shock G, just an amazing creative talent. Um, he did this kind of on a whim, is what my understanding is, and oh, wow. then it was so popular he kept doing it. Okay. Um, yeah, the Humpty character just became larger than him as a, as a person, so it was kind of a weird thing, but um, yeah, well-respected uh, in the community. Uh, this guy is just a pioneer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The whole group, honestly. Um, Digital Underground introduced Tupac. He was a part of Digital oh, Underground wow. before he was on that song, uh, same song, um, that was playing in this movie. Okay. So, oh. uh, yeah. Interesting. Kind of all weave together in some ways. No, I mean, good pull. Uh, and I definitely get why you like it. I mean, the whole song reads like stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, it's self-deprecating comedy. He makes fun of himself a lot. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm ugly, but I still make money. Mm-hmm. That's It's fun. Um, I don't think it would read as well now. You know, in the time of Lizzo, where it's all like building yourself up, and I'm the baddest. In I mean, the room he says, and, yeah, he says, "Yo, fat girl" and stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. the most sensitive track, but um, at the same time, I think it's playful enough to be like to not be overly offensive either. It's dated, but yeah. at the same time, it's still really fun. Yeah. I mean, I had a great time watching it. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's very different than most of the stuff you've shown me at this point. Yeah. And again, we're jumping ahead. Uh, you know, I think other stuff is still around like 86, 87 that I've been showing you. So this is up to 90. Uh, we're getting into things that I'm more intimate with um, when we get to this period of time. Things, mm. you know, because I'm appreciating music more and I'm really, you know, finding my my favorites at this time. Yeah, so. what you like. Yeah. Um, I think that this era... Um, is called dad rap, not because dads listen to it or the people who grew up with it are now dads, but because the rappers themselves rap like dads. Like it's a very, um, it's ridiculous. It's putting on a character, it's being silly um, and it's very enunciated. And it's like dad voice. Dog, the sh- the line where he's like, straight gangsta Max, sometimes I get ridiculous, I eat up all your crackers and your licorice. <laughs> like, that shit is hard. It's fun. It's very fun. Yeah, but I mean, most of the time it's like, but it's I like masterful. my oatmeal lumpy. Like, oh, come on, it's though. It's dad voice. <laughs> well, um, because he is doing the character, too. He's, exactly. Yeah, I've got a, he's, he's like Black Groucho. Um, yes. 
Yeah, it's the vibe. He's got the Groucho glasses, big nose, uh, you know, prop thing on. But he does talk about having a big nose, so that was kind of confusing for me. When he's sixty nine, Humpty's nose will tickle your rear, is what he says. Yes, that's (laughs) fun. (laughs) Do we need to talk about this? No, I don't know. I don't know. I I know exactly why you like it. <laughs> Not based on that, but like, excuse me. No, I know exactly why you like this. It's funny. It's yeah. very funny. It's I, silly. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's also yeah. like, I know I'm good. I have a soft spot for silly music. Everybody knows this about me. I am known to break out weird, silly music for people. Yeah. Um, I have a passion for it. I can't wait to get into my silly music. But I find this to be a legitimately good rap song too. It's incredible. It's well yeah. produced. It's very fun. The lyric structure, if you fantastic. Take, if you take things like what Fresh Prince was doing and you're building on that and it's just way more sophisticated musically, um, tonally, uh, it's a character, like mm-hmm. full on, you know, now we're um, pushing other rappers to create characters. You know, this is acceptable now for us to have monikers and different aliases and things. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very progressive at at this moment. In 1990, Yeah. <laughs> this is a super progressive song. Interesting. Yeah. It's difficult for me to talk on this any further than just enjoying it at face value. I don't, I'm not that well versed in hip hop and I certainly don't want to speak to it like I know much about it. You don't have it. a... Fire 16 of opinions right now? I don't. No. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I just, I enjoyed it. I did really you, did. Did you have any highlight? Um, lumpy oatmeal. He likes his oatmeal lumpy. <laughs> How we define ourselves is so interesting to me. Yeah. And that, that is an interesting way to- it's character building. Define yourself. It's no yes. surprise that you would like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's writing. Yeah. Um, so low lights. Um, I mean, it's fat phobic. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. out of touch with current feminist values. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's my low light. Word. Yeah, like you said, it's it's dated a bit because of those elements. Yeah. What's your highlight? And and does it differ from when you were a kid? I mean, I love the oatmeal lumpy thing. Um, I like it, all the stuff where he just goofing in the camera all up close, you know, um, the li- delivering those corny lines. Um, yeah. But um, I like that he's in the video twice. His okay. real Shock G is one of the backup singer guys. Oh, weird. He's in it. Okay. Like, as Shock G and as Humpty. I thought that was really cool. That's cool. I don't know that I ever noticed that. Okay, so it's the same person, but he has two different aliases. Yeah, Shock it's- G is... Part of Digital Underground. RZA and Bobby D. Exactly. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, Yeah, cool. it's exactly that. Um, Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Although they wouldn't appear in the same video, so maybe no, not that. No, definitely not. But I mean, maybe- I don't maybe, know that RZA and Bobby Digital would either. Uh, I could see it being a thing, but no, I mean, I certainly can't think of any mm. time that that has happened. Or maybe like Rakim, like what if- um, Rakim and Riza were in the same. That would be cool. They couldn't happen. No, because they could do a cut of Rakim from the music video, and then they could like place it in a new Wu Tang. I'm sure that I follow that fully, but um, 
If Wu Tang made a new music video, yeah, for new music, <laughs> okay, and then <laughs> for new music, I and then like, uh, Rakim is like playing the music video is playing in the background, like on a TV or something. So you mean like the actor that plays RZA? No, 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 no. Isn't there a music video for We Love You, Rakim? Yeah, but that's like, okay, those aren't as much of a character, I don't think. Bobby Digital is a, a character. A character, yeah. fair enough. But I don't see a world in which you'd have any of those three monikers in the same area, unlike Humpty, who is in costume. Like, Bobby Digital would be the closest. And we are really right. getting into the- We are. The depths of uh, Rizadom here, and I appreciate that. I've um, learned a lot yeah. from you, so thank you. But let's put this in context that the um, audience can understand better. And um, it's kind of like Axl Rose and old Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sure. no, no, no. It's um, what is a good. Example of this. I mean, uh, just the, who's done like a character like that? Uh, oh, David Bowie. It'd oh. be like David Bowie being in a Ziggy Stardust. Okay, video. but that's really cool because there is a David Bowie music video um, that came out early two thousands where he is watching a video of Ziggy Stardust and he like rolls his eyes or something. That's neat, but I'm yeah. saying like if you like superimposed him into a Ziggy Stardust thing. Like if they had done that, like yeah. one of the background singers in a Ziggy Stardust uh, video was David Bowie. Um, it'd be, be something cool. like that, I think. Yeah. Um, we're getting way off track. Uh, so any lowlights? Lowlights. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff does, doesn't age as well as I'd like it to. Um, other than that, no, I love this. I love Digital Underground. I'm mm -hmm. a huge fan. Um, this is very early West Coast hip hop. Um, so, uh, Oakland specific. So, uh, oh. love this shit. Um, yeah, is not... Grab 'em by the Biscuits another song that he does? Cause they reference that. In... Yeah, that's another song. Okay. That, that, that video came out before this. Um, so yeah. Gotcha. I can only imagine what a joy that one is. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, the, the, grab them dude. by the biscuits? <laughs> Is it about actual literal biscuits? Because if it's not, I am concerned. It's, he appears in it and it's part. It's a line that he says in the song. Okay. The song is not all about grabbing biscuits. Okay. Okay. I'm judging a song by its title. Yeah. yeah. I am starting to realize what you're saying, though. How Thank it's you. kind of akin to, it's very Trumpy. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Damn, maybe we need to watch that. Okay. Uh, let's uh, have a little commercial break, and then we'll get back into it. Yes, let's do this. Woohoo! <laughs> Drug. Okay, so before I even get to my highlights, I'm just going to take a second because we just got done talking about the music video, and I'm going to say that the Backstreet Boys, uh, everybody, Backstreet's Back, was partially filmed on this set. Oh. Fun little music video fact. Um, I, I can see that, yeah. I have not seen the music video. So really? I don't, yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen that. Um, so I don't know what part of the set they used. It's like the main hall. The set was like insanely expensive. Yeah, it was. it's the main hall area where they had the party. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, um, so then my highlight is the set. Um, the set oh. and the way that scenes 
participate within the set um, is really fun to me. The hmm. set is the the house is based on um, the architecture of Antony Gaudi, which I'm not going to get into. But if you really are into architecture, look up this guy. He's are, incredible. Because you mentioned something about the shapes. <laughs> On this castle yeah, it, or house. A lot of his stuff is very organic, yeah, which look. when that translates through the male body comes out as phallics. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of weird phallic symbolism or imagery in his architecture. He's, a, he's very talented, but a very weird dude. <laughs> Um, so that, that was what they based the set off of. Huh. Um, but I really, I didn't really pay much attention, honestly. That, that's interesting. It's a weird house. That's kind it of is. the point. Um, yeah. I wish I paid more attention to that. Sorry. Um, but it's more than that. I like the way that the scenes participate within the set in that when we go down to the basement, that's where all the death happens. Right. But when Casper is up in the attic, that's where the mother, who is an angel, is meeting him. So okay. just the placement so of- So the first floor is purgatory? Yeah, kind <laughs> of, in a weird way. Because I mean, that's I mean, there where, are ghosts there. That's where the ghosts kind of hang out, yeah. is like those first two floors. That's where they eat and then spit it all over the floor. And it, what is so weird? What is it? It's like chocolate pudding. Look like all desserts, all chocolate desserts. Yeah. And then when they spit it on uh, Bill Pullman- it look like poop. Yeah. They can't eat. They're ghosts. I'm telling you, this is for little tweens. It's all very weird. Um, I don't understand why they can hold things, but they can't hold food in their ghost bodies. Look, nothing makes sense, right? No. There's no consistent rules. I, I assume they're trying to lean on the whole like, oh, well, if we will it to be touched, we can touch it. That's like a classic thing for ghosts, but right? But that's like poltergeists. Not to get yeah, into it. But, but. Th this isn't rooted in anything scientific, so how the hell... And they don't lay out any rules. No, but there are basic rules to storytelling, and there is a clear yes. difference between a ghost and a poltergeist. And they broke that rule. All the time. Yeah. Um, and to the point where it was exhausting. But, I mean, set, very, very fun... Uh, they spent a lot of money on it, so it better be. Um, yeah. And I really like that, you know, everything dead happens in the basement. Everything, like Casper uh, coming to his consciousness, remembering who he is, happens in the attic. The angel, who wears red for some reason. She did. Um, visits him in the attic. It was cool. That's the other thing, Kaylee. Yeah. If you're dead, you you're wear red. Ah. I mean, okay. let's, I don't know why people keep forgetting this. Um, it's, it's a truth, universal truth. I'm the kind of girl who wears red to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what I mean. You soon will. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Is that a bare naked lady song? Wait a my shirt. Uh, it's, I'm the kind of guy who a... laughs at a funeral. That's what it is. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sick, everyone. I am sick. Um, not in the mind, in the body. I'm mind sick. I am not mind sick. I just have a really Give bad cold. Give me my medication. I'm mind sick. Um, my low light. There's so much. I mean, it's so dark, but I'm going with ghost hair. 
Ghost hair. Explain this to like me. Like the floppy tops of their heads? No, 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 no. Oh. Ghost hair <laughs> in general. Okay. okay. So when the dad dies, he has hair. When Kerrigan dies, she has hair. Oh. But none of the other ghosts do. That's so, right. is this a process? Like, do the ghosts gradually lose their hair? Do they freak out about losing their hair? Whoa. Is this a sign of them losing their humanity? Interesting. Yeah. You're right. The uncles just look like... Wiggly, wobbly uh, things. They're not really. There's not Great defined. Description. Yeah, they're there's they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you're right. The dad's got the cut. The Casper has the Caillou. The he's shitty just bald. <laughs> yeah. The sh- <laughs> Yeah. He's like um a doll baby head basically. Yeah. yeah. It's oversized. <laughs> but the lady not only does she have like a hairdo. Yeah. They give her jiggly ghost boobies. And like brows. Why is all that necessary? There's no need to animate all that. No. Some weirdo thought that they needed to jiggle the boobies. Somebody had too much fun. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a great job turning Bill Pullman into a ghost. Yeah, I I think that's... They had to make him recognizable. Yeah, Um, they couldn't be bald. I don't think he had to have hair though. He could have still just had the glasses and worn the um because he was still wearing like his vest or whatever. Yeah, but then what would Kerrigan look like? Would she She'd not have any the, hair the, either? I don't think she would need hair either. She could have the makeup. She could, right? Because yeah. I think she had makeup, right? I didn't really um, think that that the, the ghost, ghost that we did looked see. like Kathy Moriarty at all. Moriarty, really? Right. No, no, terrible design on that that ghost. I thought um, they just made her look like a woman. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like her. Uh, just like a woman. Yeah, with big floppy. Um, That's all they cared swinging about. Swinging tatas. They're like, when we turn her into a ghost, guys, just make sure you get the boobs right. The boobs. If you don't get the boobs right, people are not going to believe this movie. Right. And the hair has <laughs> to break be a thing. The film. It just uh, uh, the film broke me. Okay, like the film <laughs> broke my brain. I want to know: Do ghosts lose their hair? And if so, why have we not found any ghost hair? Wow. Why is it not everywhere? Why do we not like go to a cemetery and like, bam, well, look at it this ghost way. hair? Probably all that shit in the bathtub is ghost hair. Oh, fair enough. Good point. Yeah. All the dust, cobwebs, yep. ghost hair. There you go. Huh. Well, we solved that problem. Cobwebs are ghost hair. Or maybe because it's ghost stuff, it just kind of disappears because it's really about their shape. Right, it's about their form as a ghost, right? No, 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 no. I'm I'm sticking with cobwebs. You think these are hair. layers of ghosts? Like he can take it off and on, and ooh, interesting. Or like rip it out, even. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I would think so. I would think his body's just like shape shifting into whatever form he's supposed to be. They do appear to be gelatinous, right? Yeah. Because I I guarantee if he had to like squeeze through something, he's not going to be restricted by any of that. No. Right. Or his hair. Maybe passing through walls makes them lose Isn't hair. Isn't this the point of podcasting is to just talk about talk this about ghost minutia hair. of Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> and whether or not the the designs and the uh, accessories on these ghosts are tangible or not, <laughs> whether or not they have definition when they move around the world. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is... The point of humanity, even. It's to pick on CGI from 1995. This is what I was born to fucking do!
Let's go. Well, it's fun. Um, I'm having a good time. Talking yeah, about, shout out to Dusty Slay. We're having a good time. Yeah, we're having a good time. Um, talking about ghosts and shit. Uh, Ryan, I I don't think I need to ask this, but it is the format of the podcast that we have made. Would you run away or would you make this bitch famous? I cannot in good conscience let anybody else watch this. <laughs> I'm halting viewership. I'm going to buy all copies in existence and try to remove this the best I can. I am going to um, commit genocide on this film. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Uh, not really that funny. Um, but no, I wouldn't eradicate it completely. It's got some merits. Uh, I, I think everything is kind of worth going back to at some point if it was... Yeah. It clearly inspired some conversation and some thoughts, right? It does. Um, so do I want to see this one? No, 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 I really don't. I don't want to see this again or make this famous. Don't want anybody else to watch it unless... Um, you know, you're listening to this and you have to see some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, but unfortunately, you mentioned there's other ones. Yeah. And it's like a train wreck. I watched all three Human Centipede movies. Yes, you so did. So I think I can get through more Caspers. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. joy. Okay. Um, yeah, plus Goots. But I like the Human Centipede movies. You freak. That's so I weird. like them because they're crazy. Like, okay, so I got to reconcile that with myself now. Do not because talk about those movies with it's me. It's just, I, I'm, I'm arguing that this movie is inherently flawed because it starts with a shitty, premise. terrible premise. Yeah. Um. So do those movies. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this is not a horror movie. It's a spooky movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not meant to be that scary. It's like Hocus Pocus scary, which also has a dead kid in it, by the way. Huh. What is it with these movies and dead kids? I mean, I make the argument that it's important for kids to see this stuff before they experience it, to like see it in a movie or read it in a book. This does not need to be experienced in a movie in this way. Right. There are nicer ways of going about this. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your mom dying, your dad then dying too. It's a big, harsh swing. I mean, if you're not already accepting of certain things as a kid, a young person, mm -hmm. um, I don't know that this is easy to watch. I think it might leave you with some weird uh, perspective on Definitely. death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it did. I'm, I'm proof. Yeah. Yeah. It left me with some serious questions. Yeah. Um, all right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? No. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, I really do want to know why they chose a red dress for the angel mom. Is she a devil? No comment. Mm, okay. Uh, I have only one question left. Ryan, what we watching next? What we watching next? All right. Well, it's sad to move on from the Halloween season. And, you know, uh, I don't know that we watched as many uh, movies or talked about as many movies as we've watched. <laughs> So yeah. we've been watching them all the time and we've done two that are not particularly scary and, you know, uh, but we've been watching super scary stuff 
at home. We kept it soft on the podcast because we've been going hard in our personal lives. That's right. Uh, causing nightmares for ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's been tough. We watched both of uh, the, I dare not say it, Candyman yeah. movies. Um, and then we watched They Slash Them. We've watched way more than that. Probably. I mean, really that's matter. three right there. The problem is the audience is now saying to themselves, well, why aren't you fucking doing episodes about that? Yeah, Well, don't sure. you worry about that, guys. Because <laughs> we're only bringing you the great content. We <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> stuff tier. we really like. But no, you know, honestly, um, we're just trying to keep in theme. And uh, it's just weird that we did kind of softer horror or thrillers or spooky movies. They're not even really, they're we- Halloween-ish what we lacked in spookiness, we gained in personal content. At Little Shop of Horrors was a big personal movie for you. Casper is a big personal movie for me. And that's kind of the point of our podcast is talking about, you know, our relationship and our age difference and how these things relate to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there are other people from my generation who were definitely traumatized by one or both of those movies. <laughs> so it's spooky. We're yeah. on brand. We're in theme. I think we're doing great. But yes, off podcast, we are watching way too many scary movies and it's freaking me out. Yeah, it's probably time for a break. And speaking of a break, yeah. we're going to move on to November. Yes. No Shave November. Yeah. For anyone who participates. I suppose that relates to what we are watching next. Oh, no. I'm going to make you watch a very near and dear film, Mr. Mom. Oh. Starring Mr. Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, I always, Not Mr. Nanny starring yeah. Mr. Hulk Hogan. I always get the two mixed up. I've never seen Mr. Mom. I have seen uh, Mr. Nanny. Have you heard anything about Mr. Mom? No, 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 no. I thought they were the same movie for a very long time. Um, Or that Hulk Hogan (laughs) had done two movies that were very similar. Yeah, these are years apart too, so... um, Or three, because he also does Suburban Commando. Yeah, but I don't know how you confuse those. I mean, uh, Mr. Nanny and Suburban Commando are very similar. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Huh. I guess it is. I think it's it's that Dookie. or something. Yeah, very similar. I think similar. that's Mr. Nanny, though. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. Um, yeah, I'm go watch those too. Forward to this movie. Hey, let's talk about the movies that we're doing a show. We're about. talking about all the movies. Um, yeah, I really don't know anything about this, but I love Michael Keaton. Cool, um, cool. So that'll be really fun. All right. Well, it's been a fun uh, Halloween season. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to watching some more holiday movies as they come up. But uh, in the meantime, looking forward to Mr. Mom. See you guys on the next episode. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>